yeah, so this is Ashley. Uh, this is the podcast, Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants. Um, Jacksonians, kind of welcome. Maybe, maybe not, I'm not sure. <laughs> so today I have Holly with me. Holly, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. Um, I'm super excited to be here today. <laughs> so thanks so much for having me on. Um, where are you from? And when did you, did you arrive in Jackson? Okay, well, I'm, I'm actually from um, a, little, a little village in Illinois, oddly wow. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite a township. It's literally called Raritan Village. Oh, wow. And a uh, population of about 124 people. Are you related to everyone from there? <laughs> I'm probably related to about half of okay. the village. Wow. Yes. How was that growing up, like, right quick? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, I probably like most people kids I couldn't wait to get out of there it was rural Illinois Mm -hmm. um 30 minutes to the closest like grocery store mall um to the biggest to the closest city the quad cities an hour and a half Mm -hmm. where actual things you know happened um but it was it was a there are pros and cons it was a close-knit community so yeah there were people there to support you in times of you know emergencies and, and when you needed the support with your family and then they also knew everything about you, mm-hmm. and there was absolutely no privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing was a secret. If something happened, people knew within an hour. Yeah. Uh, the whole county knew what was going on in your life. So, um, you know, I I enjoy going back to visit to yeah. see my family, and, and that's leaving. about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, after after about four or five days it's it's time to leave yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time to leave and go back so that's understandable that's also one of the reasons why I love Jackson so much is because it is so so very different from where I grew up okay okay when did you arrive in Jackson I moved to Jackson in June of 2011 okay. I, I had just finished um a year of bacon and pastry school in Chicago oh, wow and I just graduated and I was in a relationship at the time and he had gone to undergrad at Bellhaven and so we were kind of just in this place where we're like, we weren't sure where we were going to go. And he was like, well, I really liked Jackson when I was down there. And so off we moved. And, oh. and you know, it worked out that I ended up landing a job about two weeks after I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> so why are you still here? Um, well, you know, after after several years, that relationship eventually ended, but I had gotten into a job that I love. Mm-hmm. I found, you know, a, a church that I enjoy going to mm-hmm. it, with family that I feel like I've made, you know, through the church. Mm-hmm. I got involved with um, roller derby, actually, yeah. and, and have a, a community of, of women around me there. And uh, all the things I mentioned that I that were back in, in Raritan uh, aren't here. So there's a sense of anonymity, um, and there's it's such a great location. You're three hours from Memphis, two and a half from New Orleans, yeah. and it, there's so much going on here compared to where I grew up, and that really attracted me. Um, I got connected with community and mm-hmm. with people, and I love uh, the diversity and the cultures here because I had none of that where I grew up. Yeah, you up. know, what's interesting, I think most of the the people I've talked to here are from larger cities. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, well, why would you leave? Why didn't you, <laughs> you know, go back? But I've never thought about anyone, like, from a smaller yes. city before and what yes. that would mean to them. Yes, and well, and I've gotten quite a few stares when I tell people, like, 
that I love how big Jackson is. And they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? Jackson's not big. I'm like, Jackson's a city. They're like, Jackson's not a city. It is yeah. from where, you know, from where it came from. It's huge. And in that it would include, you know, the, the outlying cities that it's all connected. We, you yeah. know, Flowood, Brandon, Clinton, that sort of place. Yeah. But it feels like, like a city to me. But I also have connections and with the people in the mm-hmm. communities that I've made. I do have that sort of sense of community and family around me, even though it, I'm in a bigger city. That's so really good. I really you know it. what I thought about? You mentioned that you went to pastry school. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I should have you, like, had you bake anything <laughs> instead of bringing like king cake. <laughs> I totally would have. I totally would have. Yeah, no, um, when I first moved down here, I actually got um, a, the job as a pastry chef at the, it was called the Fairview Inn at that time. Now okay. it's called 1908. Okay, in the yeah. neighborhood. yeah. Yes. Um, and I was there for nine months before I was laid off. And then I worked for about three years at Campbell's Bakery okay. in Fondren. Okay. Um, and I just kind of got to the point where it was working under someone else's imagination. It was, yeah. it was pretty stifling to my own imagination. And I was Tell like... Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. And it just came to the point where I wasn't real happy doing that. And mm-hmm. so... I went back to school and got my associate's degree. Now I work in finance, but now, oh, I'm, wow. now I'm able to do those things. I take, you know, I do I can do weddings and, and take orders on the side. Oh, cool. Um, and I can use my own time and freedom to do yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. And it's brought much more of the joy back from yeah. when I was doing that. So it was it was a good decision to, yeah. <laughs> to, to use that as a hobby. It turns out it was sucking the life out of me when trying to make Listen, it a career. I have literally said that before. Like, doing the <laughs> stuff, unfortunately, that you love can suck the life. If you're not yeah. able to be as creative as you want to be, mm-hmm. I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, so you briefly mentioned roller derby, and I told you I had a story. Yes. Yes. So I remember reading about it somewhere. I'm not sure. Probably the Jackson for Press. I'm not sure. And I'm like... And this was like before the movie came out. Before with it? Yeah. Yes. So um, I went down there. Um, it was in Brandon. I went somewhere in Brandon. <laughs> Probably the armory. That's where we practice. Is that the armory in Brandon? Okay. And just visually, like, just from what I saw, I said, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> And then, they, and then someone mentioned there was like cheerleaders. And I'm like, okay, I can possibly cheer. Because, I mean, I was like just wrapping up like grad school. And I was like super bored. I'm like, what kind of mm-hmm. trouble can I get into? And I was like, you know what? I just don't think this just seems really dangerous. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> so that's my story. I just didn't, I just saw it. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> that's, that's a really common reaction when, when we... Whenever we share about the fact that we are in Derby, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I could never do that. And um, really, it's it's the only sport I know of that literally any woman could play if yeah. she wanted to. You don't have to have um, skills. We teach you how to skate from, from the ground up. Oh, wow. And um, you can be any shape and any size, and it doesn't matter because you'll have a place in roller derby. That's kind of... That's kind of the beauty of this sport is it, it's all about being very all-inclusive. Okay. And so um, I actually first saw roller derby on a trip back home to, to Southern Illinois. Okay. I had some friends take me to about, and I had never even heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And I saw women from you know, all different colors, all different ethnicities, mm-hmm. all different body shapes, and some 
look like you know they wore suits to work others yeah. were um homemakers or you know stay-at-home moms and and some had tattoos and some had crazy hair and it was just a great outlet yes and they and they all came together and they were just kicking butt on this track and it looked like so much fun and i said to myself i was going to do that okay so let me ask you a question because we have to unpack this a little bit yeah yeah like (laughs) are those your real teeth like is that your real arm oh yeah (laughs) like have i lost any body parts (laughs) no 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 i'm good this is all me (laughs) Do, do you guys like get like a liability insurance where you're like picking out your skates and helmet or like how does that work? <laughs> well, um, we all have to have a a form of insurance and typically mm-hmm. it's going to be through our job or through personal a okay. personal policy with mm-hmm. whoever Blue Cross Blue Shield United Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Then we also have to purchase WIFTA insurance and WIFTA stands for Women's Flat Track Derby Association. Okay, they have like an accident policy is essentially mm-hmm. what it is. So it's just a tiny policy. You do have to purchase it on mm-hmm. a yearly basis. So that way it'll, it just kind of kicks in whatever over the top of your insurance and it'll kind of help you out in okay. case you're off your feet for a little bit. Have you so. ever been hurt before? I've been hurt, but not so much that I've broken something. Okay. You know, I've pulled pulled my groin muscle um, oh, okay. twice, and I've broken my pinky finger. But other than <gasps> no. that, yeah, and, and that was all right. <laughs> it was all right? Yeah, it was fine. I just wrapped it for a few weeks. I didn't even go to the doctor. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just wrapped it for a bit and, and kept it like that as I practiced. I had it wrapped. As you practiced. <laughs> she was still practicing. You were still practicing. I was still practicing. With a broken pinky. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't that bad as long as I kept it immobile. It wasn't immobile. that bad? Like, what's your level for pain? <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't tested that. I'm and like, I don't, oh my I gosh. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have a really bad paper cut. I wonder, I'm going to HR. That's what kind of person I am. <laughs> um, honestly, you know, and, and I've been playing about four years now, and I've seen two people break their legs in front of me oh wow but um, and I bet as soon as they heal I bet they're like back on the skates right um you know I think there were some they had some mental walls that okay. they had to conquer a little bit first but yeah. um one of them was my derby wife and I can explain to you what a derby wife is okay um but she she broke her leg in three places <gasps> but she continued to work out at her crossfit gym the next six months as she was going through therapy she was also doing upper body workouts and like she I was she's on like her feet best shape. Like, oh my gosh she's so awesome so she's doing crossfit she was doing on like top of roller derby i don't know if you guys i did crossfit one time and couldn't walk up the stairs <laughs> for like a week well yeah well she did that all last year and now we all go to crunch fitness together oh my and um, there's about two or three of us that go twice a week and then we have our practices twice a week oh my gosh so, i'm exhausted our practices are two, are two and a half hours long Wow. And so, I wonder um, if I can I go there and just like watch? Yes. Could yes. I? Okay. Yes, they're open. You, you're more than welcome to is, come and watch. Can I and wait? Observe. Like, can I like sit away from you guys? You can sit away from us, <laughs> or you can sit in the middle of the track if you like. Oh, no. So that you're nice and close and you get to see what's going on. Um, but as I was saying, uh, Derby Wife, um, you know, that's just kind of a thing that's uh, fun about the sport mm-hmm. in that um, sometimes you'll find somebody on the track. Maybe they're kind of close to your level mm-hmm. or it's just a, someone you connect with and mm-hmm. you just come, become really great friends with. And um, and they're called your derby wife. Sometimes you pair up and you do the drills together mm-hmm. while you're at practice. Um, and, and then eventually, like when we travel to away games, we'll carpool together. Oh, if, we, if we split cool. a hotel room, she's the one I split a bed with. Like yeah. it just kind of becomes that little partner oh, yeah, that you I'm have. A derby it's wife. a really fun connection. Can I get one without? like yeah you know I what have to we play. can make you an honorary derby wife oh, how's that, that? Would be so nice 
<laughs> so, so are there like a lot of derby teams like in the Jackson metro area? Yeah, there's one. Okay, and that is my yours. team. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was more than one at one time. There were two okay. at one time. And that's that's um when I first started playing there were two. Okay. And I was a member of the former team called Magnolia Roller Vixens. Okay. And when they dissolved, we became one team under okay. Capital City Roller Girls. And so that's who we are right now. Okay, CCRG. Cool. And um we have about I would say we have about 20 to 25 um, active members. Okay. So we have both an A team and a B team. Okay. Right now. Is this like a seasonal thing or is it year round? Or? Well, um, in terms of the sport, like what does yeah. the season run? Mm-hmm. So the season typically runs sometime around end of February, early March through September, October. Oh, wow. And it's usually one to two bouts a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but it rotates home away, home away, home away. Okay. And so we and we travel anywhere from um, the west side of Texas through Louisiana over to Alabama, Georgia, sometimes into the Panhandle of Florida. So oh, it, wow. it, yeah, it just kind of depends. <laughs> yeah, where we can get teams that will that will yeah. play against us. Yeah. So. Cool. That's cool. Um, this is really fascinating to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forest Gates. Yes. I know, like, to be really good at skiing, those things can be expensive. Oh, my gosh. Roller derby. I just never what, knew how expensive a hobby could be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking in my head because I'm thinking, okay, so skates, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> traveling. I yes. was like, this sounds like a little bit of money. Right. And uh, and I never knew. I can remember skating at a roller rink when I was younger right. and just the, that kind of generic skate. And I that's thought terrible. That's, that's how it is. Those skates are terrible for your feet. And I had no idea that skates are actually fully customizable Mm -hmm. from the boot all the way down to, you know, pivot cups. Yeah. And, you know, what goes, the type of wheel and the type of plastic that your wheel is and everything is, can be really complicated. But I will say that I saved for six months. Mm -hmm. I saved up till I bought my set of of skates and um, my Mine were, it, the package was $560. Yeah. And that was just with the base plate. Yeah. Because I, you know, I have a friend, she does skating and dancing competitively. And I'm like, yes. I want to kind of glide. And she's like, oh, you need about six to $800 mm-hmm. for skates like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it is very expensive. And, and with your pads and your gear and your helmet, you know, when, when things start to degrade, you've got to replace them. Yeah. And so yes. it's just, it's an ongoing expense. Yeah. You're going to have it for as long as you're playing roller derby. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you guys do like fundraisers or anything? We do, but t- most of our fundraisers are to support our bouts and okay. our team expenses. Okay. So, you know, if we have a really great year at fundraising or if we get some, some corporate sponsorships, mm-hmm. we will be able to give, um, gas stipends for our away games yeah so if we have um you know five cars going and we're carpooling each car can get you know 25 dollars towards gas or okay. something like that okay or they'll help pay for half the cost of the hotel rooms yeah. or the airbnb yeah um but it's never really enough to fully fund everything or or fund team uniforms or yeah, anything like that yeah. it's not quite that so we have we all pay a lot out of pocket to, yeah. to play i mentioned before that i usually send the questions to everyone it's pretty generic i talk you know mm-hmm. the questions I ask everyone, but I really I, I saved this one. I didn't want to tell you, okay. but I want to know if you guys have gang fights. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my gosh! Is Do there we like have gang is there like trash talking before the game <laughs> and like you feel like somebody did something that's like a foul? I don't know if you guys have fouls in your games. We and then have like, penalties. Okay, mm-hmm. and then like outside, you like wait till this game is over and like both teams are like fighting. Is that a thing? I have never witnessed that. Oh man, there there is there is trash talk <laughs> okay. on the track. Between okay. the skaters. So is there some you, cursing? Oh yes. Okay, cool. We're not supposed to do it out loud because okay. we we um, present our, our bouts as family friendly. Oh. Children are very welcome. There's oh. always a halftime show. Okay. Yes, there's always like a halftime thing. Um, we usually have drawings, there's um vendor booths, oh. lots of things to look yeah. at. Um and so we we auction these as a family friendly event. So, so you're like, like we try like, to keep the cursing like to a minimum. Buy someone and you like elbow her. You like bitch, and then like you elbow her. Is that? Okay, that's well, cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to play that way. Oh, simply because really? I I am there to kick butt yeah. and and play the best bout that I can in okay. the moment that I'm there. So I'm focused mentally on my gameplay. Okay. But there are some that love to get in other skaters' heads oh, who will I would love to do that. Do that. There's there's yeah. a girl on our team who loves to do that. She loves to play the mental games. Yeah. And so she will she will be talking about things and she will be whispering right up in, right up against her ear and she'll be saying stuff oh to try gosh. and you know, get into her head. Yeah. Is she so, a really good player? Because you have to be to Yeah, yeah. She's a great blocker. Okay. Um one of our best. And so um it's it can be a lot of of mental competitiveness as well as physical. I feel like there should be like a documentary on this, going behind the scenes really of like should. world. <laughs> We're available anytime. <laughs> she looked at you, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know much about how roller derby works? No, I, I mean I saw the movie right, and I ran it. away from that first practice, and that's all I know about roller derby. Whippet did a really really good job of detailing how the game is played today mm-hmm. under today's rules like back in the 70s it was oh my gosh wild. is that old it was wild well it was it was real big in the 70s mm-hmm. it was like a, a weekend show i think okay. and it was very dramatized the women no wore no pads no mouth guards no nothing what and they were full out punching people um elbowing throwing people over the railings mm-hmm. so it was so it was i know it was for a dramatic effect yeah. and it's not like that at all anymore i okay. would say it's if I had to describe it, it was it's kind of like wrestling on skates. Like mm-hmm. there's no ball, there's no net, nothing like that. But you're literally, you are shoving people around, yeah. trying to push them out of bounds, push them to the ground. So it's very physical. Yeah. But it's there are penalties. Like you can't you can't punch someone as much as you might want oh, to really? <laughs> on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's you know that's a desire, but yeah, uh, it, that is not allowed. But it's still very very. Um, it's still very, very physical okay. in, in when you get into the gameplay of it. You guys it, have so. to be in, like, tip-top shape. But you mentioned that. I'm not. all working out. I mean, I work out a lot, but I'm not in tip-top shape. Um, I feel good, though. Yeah, and that's it, good. It's a great stress reliever. I bet. Um, so you do have to have, you know, um, a, you do have to be able to pass a set of minimum skills mm-hmm. in order to roster and and play for the bouts for the team but like i said um we have we have some some this tall really thin girl who's a jammer who's who's quick and jukey and, and jumps around a lot and mm-hmm. she's great with that and then um we have a shorter stature jammer who mm-hmm. is very fast on her toes yeah. and then we have blockers like me who are bigger girls mm-hmm. and we're not the quickest but mm-hmm. we're strong and we can push what would i be 
because I'm tired. Well, and language. Don't take this the wrong way, but you have a good you have a good butt, and okay. that comes in really handy on the track. <laughs> Big butts are really hard to get around. Oh, good. So would I be a blocker as you well? You would probably yes. You okay. could totally be a blocker. So would I block with my butt or you y- you can use your butt to block. Oh, you this can. is cool. Absolutely. I might need to revisit. And this. your hips, like your hips, come in real handy. So in 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 derby, there's four. Four players from each team mm-hmm. form this eight-person pack, okay. and then you have one girl from each team wears who wears a star on her helmet. She's uh-huh. the jammer, so it's the it's the focus of the jammer to break through this pack of skaters mm-hmm. and get out around the track and to come back and lap the other the other team. Okay. Each skater on the other team, she gets a point for each skater of the opposite team that she passes. Yeah, and so at the same time that they're trying to break through, mm-hmm. we're trying to knock them out of bounds, okay. push them back, knock them down. So is there like so, team like? Do players have nicknames? Yes. Because I feel like I would be the butt yes. then. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind of that's kind of the fun part that, that we've kind of kept from the 70s. The 70s, they had crazy names and uh-huh. they wore crazy clothes. Mm-hmm. And we, though it's become, we want it to be more recognized as a real legitimate sport. Yeah. So we did, you know, they did come up with the rule set. There, We are now wearing protective gear. Mm-hmm. There are penalties. Mm-hmm. However, we are allowed to keep the fun names yeah. and kind of the fun outfits. So okay. we all have our uniform tops but mm-hmm. um some girls will wear you know yoga pants exercise shorts that kind uh, of stuff anybody wearing leather i feel like i will wear some, leather somewhere leggings yeah leather <laughs> leggings um booty shorts fishnets stockings Ooh, okay. yeah whatever you oh, want to wear I need to revisit this so we all uh, yeah yeah no it it's total fun and you can have you can have fun with that um you know as long as you're not crossing any lines which no one ever has yeah. so it's typically yeah. you're you're free to kind of have have your own expression that way and the okay. same goes with the names okay. um they have a lot of there are a lot of fun names on my team can you tell me your name i can but i don't know if you'll get the reference it's kind of obscure okay uh, my name is reaver tam okay what does that mean <laughs> have you seen the sci-fi show firefly with nathan fillion no oh Mel- my gosh I, I, she tra- I knew about firefly. I <laughs> okay it only ran for one season, which okay. breaks my heart. But then there was a movie <laughs> that came out after it, and now I have to see it. You, you, oh my gosh, you should at least watch the movie. Okay. Um, River Tam is a character in it who kicks ass. Okay. She's this chick who's just amazing. Okay. And then there are these cannibalistic creatures called Reavers that like eat people. So I combined oh, wow. the two to Reaver Tam. <laughs> I thought I was being clever, but then I mean, it, like a cool it feels good when someone does come up and they recognize it, and they're like, "I totally know what you did there." <laughs> so. <laughs> I have those moments, but we have names like um the Big Lebowskate is oh, one wow. of our names. Oh, that's cool. My derby wife is Battle Scar Hiptastica. Wow. So you know, that's cool. The, yeah, you can have fun and play around <laughs> with it, and you you pretty much get to choose whatever you want to whatever you want to have. So okay, well we're gonna take a break right here. Hey there, I'm Gamma Ray, and I'm DJ Young Venom, and we are yeah, geeked, geeked up. up. Our podcast is about black nerdom and everything that entails. Comics, video games, movies, etc. We talk about it all. Catch a new episode every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And follow us on all social media platforms at Geeked Up. Okay. You told me that there are other amateur sports in Jackson, and I had no idea at all. 
So <laughs> I guess, did yes. you want to tell me about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, actually, one year, the Roller Derby girls teamed up with the Jackson rugby team. So they actually have a men's what? rugby team here in Jackson. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Um, I, we had no idea at that time, but yeah. we saw them. They had a booth set up at Fondren's first Thursday, mm-hmm. and we walked by and we were like wait a minute like this is in jackson yeah <laughs> and so we teamed up with them and you just just did some fundraisers with them together and, and tried to help support each other through social media okay but i've been to a few of those rugby games and they're actually a lot of fun oh wow and um like yeah, where i mean we'll talk about this after you go ahead and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um another one is um I've, I know of Gaffa FC, so mm-hmm. uh, the soccer football club um, that's here in Jackson as well. Okay. There's a Mississippi Dynasty, which is like a, an amateur semi-pro football team as well, men's football. What? And then there's Melvin, did you know about all this stuff? What? And then there's actually the <laughs> Mississippi Lady Panthers, which is a women's football team. We actually, me and my derby wife saw them working out at Crunch Fitness one night, uh-huh. and we just saw this group of ladies all all around the same kind of machines, taking yeah. turns, supporting each other. And we were like, they totally look like they play sports. Like these yeah. women were built. And we were like, oh, we wonder what sport they play. So we walked up and introduced ourselves. And they're like, oh, yeah, we play women's football. And we're like, there's a women's football team How in Jackson? How does women's football work? Is it still like tackle or like? Yeah, it looked like it was full, full on like tackle football, just women Ooh. against other women teams. And yeah. so um, I'm hoping to go see one of their practices one day because yeah. it sounds really Sounds really awesome. Just yeah. another another way to, to be physical and just like you could really work out some I just some be, anger on the field. Am I too old to be a cheerleader for something? No. <laughs> I don't believe there's an age limit for I'm that like kind of 50. thing. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I think we're around the same age. I can. Da- I'm 33. I'm gonna be 31 in March. Okay. <laughs> I can. I still have rhythm and I can twerk. I just feel like that's my calling is to dance, like on the sideline. <laughs> we will take cheerleaders. Okay. So don't don't let anybody ever tell you you're too old for cheerleading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are. Jackson has a, a plethora of amateur sports, really. So if you're interested, you you're gonna find something out there. Yeah. I don't know. Is it me or just like why? I've never heard of this until. You mentioned it, like like roller derby. No, like or the other sports you just sports. listed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's because the majority of them are self-funded, okay, and so there's just no funds to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's that was part of our issue. Yeah. Our fundraising just doesn't bring in enough to to then advertise outside mm-hmm. of our typical social media sites, yeah. and that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, it's just it's hard to get the word out there when. The funds are lacking when you're not, or you don't have connections yeah, in, yeah. in places that you can't advertise. That's the only thing I can think of because, yeah, I hadn't heard of many of these until I actually ran into people who yeah, did them. Yeah, so. yeah. It sounds like I need to hang out at the gym. <laughs> sounds like meet all kinds of people. Like the place the <laughs> <laughs> You'll meet all kinds of people at the gym. Melvin goes to my gym. Melvin has been doing like really well. He's, He's always like, so good. I'm working out. I'm working out, and I'm like, I'm eating cake. Yeah, <laughs> I still eat cake okay. and I work out. So you yeah. know that's that's the, that's my weakness. I need to get my life together because yeah, everybody's working out stuff for me. Well, you know it's hard. It's a pay for hard. gym membership actually. Oh, which makes see? it worse. Yeah, no, I'm like if I'm paying for this, I have to do this or I'll hate myself. Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I just I want to blame my child because she doesn't sleep through the night. So because I don't get adequate sleep, Crunch Fitness has a daycare. Tired. In the gym. You know what? My gym has daycare oh, as well. Just, <laughs> I, was, I 
<laughs> don't have a reason. I really don't have much of an excuse. Um, maybe I'll go after, but then again, we've been drinking and like you just, well, you, you didn't just arrive, but you know, I've been like drinking like prior to you getting here. So probably should not go to the gym. Not tonight. <laughs> There's always Try tomorrow. Again tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So, um, you've been here for a while. You've given us a lot of stuff. I mean, is there any mm-hmm. more recommendations? Someone who shall remain nameless said, like, you know about the, <laughs> the nightlife. <laughs> We're not going to give him credit here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He doesn't okay. need any of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are specific things that I know I enjoy doing. Okay. Um, I love live music, and there are lots of different places. I swear, like... If you're looking for live music, there's going to be something somewhere. So mm-hmm. Hallamal's has jazz night on Tuesdays. Um, Dueling Hall's always got something going mm-hmm. on. Ardenland does the shows at Dueling Hall, and they've always got something going on. Okay. Um, Byron Knight owns Sneaky Beans, and mm-hmm. he hosts you know acoustic acts several times a week. Um, where else? Where else? There's just. I mean, there was a lot. Right yeah. There. There's. There's. <laughs> I, if you're looking for it, you're gonna find it. Yeah. Because there's live music somewhere here in town. Okay. Probably every night of the week. Um, I love. I should have had you on one of the earlier episodes. I'm like, I love live music, but there's like, I, love I know it. about um, Hell and Mail's on Monday. Mm-hmm. Do they still do it on Monday? I think. Well, Tuesday nights is jazz. They probably have something I on it was Mondays. Like blues or night. something like that. Yeah. And that was like all I knew of that was like mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I, I know the jazz night was added not long ago. Okay. So it's probably one of the newer things that's, that's out there. Okay. But, um, I, like the JFP has a weekly listing of live music yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on where you want to go and what you want to hit up. All right. Um, I also love theater. So I'm big on, on that. I know Thalia Mara has the bigger shows, yeah. the Broadway type shows, which, great if mm-hmm. you've got a Broadway budget yeah uh, if you don't there's you know there's new stage theater one of my good friends Amy used to manage that box office there and she okay. now works in the theater department at Bellhaven and okay they're big and yeah. I've seen several of their plays too and that's wonderful so where have I I've been to Heinz Community College to see plays mm-hmm. Jackson State I have been to the theater you just said which a new stage yes, yes new stage because it's in the neighborhood so yes. I have been there as well where else have I been? So I do enjoy that mm-hmm. as well. There's Black Rose Theater. That's in Brandon, but okay. it's a lot of local mm-hmm. actors, and they well, do a lot of Brandon children today. Children ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then there's Fondren Theater Workshop. So the same friend I mentioned, mm-hmm. Amy, is in is a part of Fondren Theater Workshop, and I think that's just a collab of different folks that they just kind of bring together and do things from time to time. They, yeah, I've they, never heard of that they one. They just had an improv show. It was a week ago today I think at Barrel House where they were raising some funds um, for a theater group that needed to make a trip and um, it was literally a group of like nine or ten people who had only just met like a week or so before and they decided they were going to throw on this improv show and it was fantastic I had only ever been to one other improv show and it wasn't Mm -hmm. that great so I didn't (laughs) I was like what should I expect sometimes improv can be awkward because they expect the crowd to join in and give ideas but oh my goodness it was it like exceeded my expectations I feel like in another life I was supposed to be like a triple threat like an actress yes Yes. um like a singer like writer type situation Mm -hmm. dancer Mm -hmm. but um I can't sing so that's one thing (laughs) 
Um, I don't think I can act either. I was just saying on Facebook one day, there was like a, somebody posted like a reel or something. It was like terrible. And I'm like, I did one of these before. And I just remember, you know, like being in front of the camera and my mom, like being behind the person with the camera and the person talking and her just like dying laughing. I was (laughs) like, okay, so this is something I'm not going to (laughs) do. And I did dance for a little while throughout my childhood, so I credit my grandmother for, like, ruining my opportunity to, like, <laughs> dance. And I think I mentioned it before in this podcast, and I'm like, oh, that's a story for another day, but I can tell it right quick. But she did not really want me to enroll in dance school because she said recitals are boring, and that's why I never went to dance school. But oh I always gosh, found a way. That's terrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I credit her for, like, ruining my dance career. So it was, I understand as a parent because, and I hate to be this mean, but, like, plays and like performances with children they're Mm -hmm. cute but they're not very talented most of the time very true we were just talking about this (laughs) so i understand it because i mean could you imagine like having to go to something like every other month and it's like they can't dance they're like three but (laughs) you want to be supportive you want to be supportive so i understand i'm like you know, I'm like, you didn't have to go. Why would you like ruin my dance career? Aww. So shout out to my grandmother who does not watch, <laughs> listen to this because she doesn't know what a podcast is oh and she gosh. has a flip phone. So, right. um, oh, hey, mama. So <laughs> I'm always like, I'm about to record my podcast. And she just laughs because she doesn't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I was talking to her on the way here, so I was like, "Girl, I'll call you back later." It's just like I don't know what the podcast is. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, well, in addition to the theater, there's also comedy. Which yes, shout out to Offbeat because they do funny for the free. Yeah, and that I've is always amazing. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. I've been there several times for that. Okay. Um, so I love that. Um, you know, I have you know, there's music fests. Sneaky Beans does a Sneaky Beans fest, and okay. they'll shut down the whole street in front of Sneaky Beans mm-hmm. on that Fondren corner, and they'll have a day filled with music. Um, and then there's the Fondren's first Thursday, yeah. which is, um, you know, something that's been going on. I think it goes on more towards the warmer months. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then other than that, like, um, you know, there's, I volunteered with um, Jackson Friends of the Animal Shelter for probably four three or four years um mm. I love them they work right out of the Jackson Pound yeah so um and and that's the kill shelter here in Jackson and they work to get the animals adopted before they're put down oh, and so wow. I fostered I think I fostered that's what I was actually people who usually volunteer have a whole lot yeah. of pets yeah <laughs> I don't I currently don't have any but I fostered seven litters of kittens wow and a litter of puppies how and is that Oh, that was that was like having children. I felt like okay, so every time I'd I'd take a litter of kittens, I went and bought this like two person tent from Target. Yeah, and I had a spare room at the time, so I popped the tent up in the spare room mm-hmm. so that I could contain all of them. Yeah, because usually it was litters of four to seven. Okay, and coming out coming off the street, they had worms, they had fleas, and so I was like, I did not uh, want that everywhere in my house. Yeah, so I bought this tent with the plastic you know liner on mm-hmm. on the bottom. And I threw them in there with like some old towels and some litter boxes. And that mm-hmm. way I could take them out and disinfect the whole thing yeah. like every day. And you had to every day yeah. until you got them treated 
for their worms and for their fleas and it was just like oh. mm-hmm. but they're so cute and it's re- it was really rewarding to you know have them grow up and socialize them and then see them go off to loving homes yeah. so that was really fun yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge animal lover so, so I, I really enjoyed that everyone who well not everyone not all the listeners but people who know me personally know I love cats mm-hmm. I've only had one but fun fact I'm actually allergic so when I had him, I had to vacuum clean every single day because oh, yeah. he, yes. sh- he was shit. Mm-hmm. And I had to take Benadryl like twice a day. Did you ever get used to it? I've heard that. So I must have gotten used to it. I think I still was taking the Benadryl. I must have gotten used to it because when I break out, I break out in a way where I break out into like hives and mm-hmm. stuff. Because I remember like we were taking a walk in Bellhaven and one of the friendly cats like came up and like brushed against me and kind of marked me. And by the time I made two more steps, I started breaking out immediately. Oh, gosh. So I think back then I did mm-hmm. get accustomed to it. But, um, yeah, my husband really doesn't want us to have another cat. <laughs> we were dating at the time. And I would be like, when well, he would come in, like, make sure you, like, you yeah. know, clean your feet at the rug. Mm-hmm. Cat would walk in with, like, mud, just, like, muddy paws <laughs> all over. And he's like, you let him do whatever he wants. I'm like, he's cute, you know. And he would right. sit between us. And, like, he would follow me, and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes he would be cute with him, but apparently when it was just them two, the cat would completely ignore him. So <laughs> I just love their personality, so, but. Cats yeah. are kind of assholes, and that's why I like them. I like them, too. <laughs> I just feel like, I, and I feel like they have a similar personality to my daughter, because I feel like she gives me the most attention when I'm busy. It's like, I want to play with her, she's like, no. Yes. But it's like, if I'm busy, she's like, oh, play with me, love mm-hmm. me. So I feel like they're. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard that you can adjust to your own cat stander. It can take like up to six months, but eventually it'll get to the point where it won't, it may not bother you as much, but Uh the minute you encounter another cat, it, yeah. (laughs) And the the interesting thing was I was like moving. So I was trying to figure out what to do with him. I found out because he was like a stray, but he would always be in the, at the front of my apartment. So we figured somebody probably just like left him there, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. And then he was declawed too. So that was even worse. But so I kind of like, I took him to the vet, got him shots and uh, started feeding him. But he would leave out whenever I left for work and he would come back when he would hear me walking up to my apartment. So we found out he was going to a whole nother apartment. (laughs) He had a whole nother family with a whole nother name. Oh my gosh, he's living a double life. Yes. So <laughs> then I realized I couldn't take him because he, you know, I met the other family. He's like, yeah, my dad has cancer. He loves him. And I was like, oh, oh. my God. I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have to stay oh, here. So yeah, I was like paying for him to have like cat insurance and everything. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, he was definitely playing us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knew how to do that. Yes. He got right in there. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have any advice for any transplants? I would say that you just have to go out and explore. Yeah. Um. When I, you know, I, my ex knew some folks here, but they weren't really a lot of help in getting us connected. Um. I spent so much time wandering through Fondren and Belhaven and then through Midtown mm-hmm. when it was coming up and just talking to strangers <laughs> because I didn't really know a lot of people. And I, and at my jobs then, I was working with a lot of older folks, so they weren't people my age. Mm-hmm. And you, I loved the sense of community that I felt in those neighborhoods. And you just have to get out there mm-hmm. and explore and meet people. And then all, it was just like everything just started opening up. Yeah. All these different connections and all these different events and places. And really, 
everyone was, you know, generally friendly and helpful and it just kind of grew from there. I just feel like I'm not going to even be able to have this podcast anymore because (laughs) she just basically crushed everything I've been talking about for the last several weeks. She's like, we got shit to do. People are nice here. (laughs) Like there's everything you need here. So it's true. That's my experience. It's perfect for people who come from tiny little villages. Yeah. This is a wonderful place. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. We're going to take a break right here and re reevaluate our existence. Hey there, good people. This is Stucca Jones, and I wanted to tell you about something really, really, really good that's going on. Are you ready? The Rogus Gent Podcast is back. Every Wednesday, you can get your Rogus Gent fix with interviews from some of the most interesting people you will ever listen to, pop culture hot takes, and wondering just what I'll say next. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. All you have to do is search The Rogus Gent. Follow me on all social media platforms as well at Thecca Jones, T-H-E-C-A-J-O-N-E-S. This has been a really good conversation. I just don't know if I can exist anymore with <laughs> with all this positivity. I know it's like, and it's just contagious. Or is is it because we're drinking? This is actually really good, by the way. It's fantastic, actually. <laughs> I really, really like it. It um, could be a little of both. Yeah. So, do you want people to follow you? These untrustworthy people. <laughs> well, I. I would say follow Capital City Roller Girls. Okay. You can find me through there. I'm Holly Robinson. Okay. But um, it's not necessarily to to follow me. Yeah. But we'd love uh, you to follow sports. Any of those amateur sports teams that I mentioned, they all yeah. have Facebooks um, on social in social media, you know, and we're on um, Instagram and Twitter as well. Okay. So give us a like. Follow us. You know, we're going to have our season schedule up soon. Okay. Um, come check out About. Come see what Roller Derby is yeah. all about. And if they we'd love act- to have everybody yeah and if they ask you for money give them money yes please <laughs> there's there's always you know a, a way to donate to us yeah <laughs> we yeah. need we could use all the help yes. we could get so cool thank you so so much for having me on here oh, it's it been was amazing so much fun i just i don't know i'm reevaluating things now that's great that's great <laughs> i'm gonna have you uh playing with us before you know it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um i have to like stretch or something like do like the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> we'll do I some, can barely we'll do, walk we'll while falling sometimes. And some cool downs. <laughs> You'll be fine. We'll make it work. Okay. <laughs> and you guys can follow me at Jackson Transplant, spell Jackson, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I will talk to, I can't say haters anymore. I just don't feel like I'm in that space. I will talk to you lovely people next week. <laughs> <Very good>. Bye. <laughs>